0: I have probably seen In Good Company and the old other Bolin Girl probably ten or twelve times each. <laughs> is that is the first time
1: anyone's ever said that.
0: Or ever will.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins.
2: Alright everybody, welcome to the Sincast, this is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott.
3: Yeah, That's
2: right, that's right. It's second shot day for Jeremy. Yeah
0: baby, I'm about to get vaxxed!
2: Mm -hmm, That's right. You just got vaxxed! vaxxed. Um, (laughs) And for music video sins,
0: Barrett Share. Happy Star Wars Day, as we're recording this. God, you know there may be no... I mean... May the fourth is as worthless online as uh, April first.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's, there's no nobody's talking about anything except fucking Star Wars right now. And I, mm-hmm. I texted my friend and I said, how much, how much extra money do you think they make on this day? That's a mm-hmm. as compared to like a normal day. It's got to be millions and millions, yeah.
2: astronomical.
1: <laughs> George Lucas uh. is just counting his money like uh, Gus Van Sant and.
0: Uh, I'm wondering uh, if Simon George Bond. Lucas
2: is counting that money, though, at that point. I don't, I don't is, know if
0: he gets any of it anymore. Like,
2: like Disney might be counting the money now.
0: Somebody's um, counting the um, money.
2: Someone's it's counting the money.
0: It's not Michael Eisner. No, it's no, not. No. <laughs> I don't know why that name came out, but he know, was, Michael hey, Eisner he's...
2: hasn't been with Disney for like 20 years. I
0: don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, like to show my age now and then. Mm, <laughs> so,
3: you know, that's there. true. Yeah.
0: I actually Um, had real quick before you get in. I had this great idea today and I thought I would share it with you and the listeners because I was, I was flipping through my newsfeed and I saw a headline about one of these nine one, one shows that are all the rage these days, like nine one, one Albuquerque or whatever. Um, And the dude (laughs) in the picture, I swear looked like Tom Hardy. And for a split second, my brain thought Tom Hardy guest starred on a nine one, one show. And then I realized I feel like we as society are being robbed. We need an A-list actor who, in between movies, loves doing one-off guest roles on television shows and does dozens of them. So sure. you're watching, <laughs> you're watching like Homicide. Uh, well, not Homicide shows up. You're watching SVU. And, you're living
1: in a different
0: decade. <laughs> and Tom Hardy. yeah, I am. And Tom Hardy is on there. And then you're watching. Uh, Fuller House and Tom Hardy is on there. And he just (laughs) fucking loves doing like guest role, single episode guest role. We need an A-list actor. And it would be Bill Murray, but he's probably too old. But that kind of a sensibility in an actor with that kind of celebrity who just generally enjoys going from set to set and guesting on television shows. And I think that would be delightful. You're watching Supernatural Season (laughs) 7, Episode 5, and George Clooney's on there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well that's what was so mind-blowing about uh friends when they had Bruce Willis and fucking uh Clooney and Pitt and Julia Roberts and all that. Like yeah. you have to have that sort of clout, I guess, to uh to get those cuz they were but arguably they all, at their
2: peaks. They were all dating a lot of those people too, though. It's also true. That's also true.
1: Uh <clears throat> was Bruce Willis dating somebody?
0: Uh, no, he wasn't. I don't. Well, yeah,
2: Pitt obviously was de- yeah, dating. Yeah, but I mean, Jennifer once you right? get Brad Pitt, and I don't know who came first on that show, but I mean, once you get mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, and once you get you know Julia Roberts, I mean, you know, you get those people, and you can get anybody you want at that point. Oh, she was D-
0: dating Matthew Perry, right?
1: Yes. Julia Roberts David was dating Arquette Matthew was on Perry.
0: that show because he was dating Courtney Cox. Who was mm-hmm. he? David Arquette? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. What was he on that show? A stalker. I remember that episode a, st- a, st-
0: a stalker it was a TV. stalker yeah um, um so but what i want to say is those are all guest roles no no those people like made like a second career of guesting on like you didn't see
3: right.
0: Clooney then go on seinfeld and frazier and night court i threw that in just for you Barrett. Um, did, <laughs> did bruce willis's match appearance,
2: did bruce willis's appearance on friends happen after whole nine yards
0: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, oh, I think it was around point. the same time for sure. Uh, and he yeah. was on for several episodes. He's on for two or three episode run.
2: That uh, that that podcast that Aaron sent us that had uh, Kevin Pollack talking about his experience on Hall Nine Yards and his story about Michael Clark Duncan is oh, worth yeah, to, is worth listening to.
1: Oh, I need to I need to get into that. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, Bruce Willis played the the dad of like the super
0: young girl that Ross was dating, right? And then that dad ends up dating Rachel. um, Oh, that's right. Yeah, And they recycle this tired-ass sitcom plot where a guy can't show emotions, some girl gets him to start crying, and then he can't stop crying. That was already used in Friends or was later used in Friends with Chandler because he can't cry, and it was on Seinfeld when he was, what's Mm -hmm. this salty discharge? Everyone Mm -hmm. has done this gag. Let's stop doing this gag. Mm, it's I even am. on that nine one one show. It
1: is. I, <laughs>
3: yeah. I was an unexpected uh, William. William Shatner. <laughs> William
0: Shatner.
2: Um. <clears throat> all right. Um. So so. uh Jeremy came to us the other day, and he was like, "You know what? It's weird that I keep seeing the same person every time I watch movies all the time." So like, uh, and we were like, "Yeah, it is kind of weird how that happens, isn't it?" And he was talking about somebody that he sees all the time and and everything. So we decided, what if we all thought about who is that performer that we have seen? It seems like we've seen him or her more than the more than average. Like he, that, that person is like, uh, would be in their, your hall of fame of being viewed basically. Yeah. You've given them, you've given them a view. If they, if you could count the YouTube views or whatever, quote unquote, for <laughs> uh, how many times you've seen this actor. So interesting exercise, because I had to go through a ton, especially after you guys had already answered. So <laughs> who wants to start us on this?
0: I will. Jeremy. Um, <clears throat> so the idea came to me. Because everybody knows that I have seen The Martian a bazillion times. And lately, even on the podcast, Barrett pointed out, I've been talking about Talented Mr. Ripley a lot lately. And I responded, every time I see that, I stop and watch that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I realized that I have probably seen Matt Damon, if you just count each viewing of a movie as a view, like Chris said, I have seen Matt Damon more than any other actor. Um and sometimes people think it's weird that The Martian is my most seen movie even though I say The Matrix is my favorite movie but part of the reason is when The Matrix came on HBO and movie channels I didn't have those um whereas when The Martian did I had them and I followed it from HBO to Cinemax to Stars and all of them uh and I just kept seeing it on the TV dial uh and I, and that just doesn't happen with The Matrix but Um, I thought I would rattle off, uh, movies that I've seen. I, I, I kind of put the cap at 10 or 12 times. I don't, everybody's got their own. That's a number of times to have watched this movie limit. Uh, but the Martian talent of Mr. Ripley, the born movies, the informant, which I've probably seen 20 times the departed, which I've probably seen 20 times, the oceans movies and Ford V Ferrari, which is, getting up there pretty quick I can't stop flipping over to that movie uh, and all of those star Matt Damon would you put uh, Goodwill hunting on there too I, I would put it in the list I don't think I've seen it I've probably only seen that movie five or six times really um, yeah I've, I think I've gone about 20 or, or or more with that one yeah well and I've seen interstellar probably eight mm. times you know so there are a lot of movies and I didn't count any that he cameos in of course he's the lord of cameos these days so i'm not counting thor ragnarok or you know deadpool 2 or whatever even though i haven't seen those movies a million times it's just the movies that i find myself watching over and over and over again tend to star Matt damon um and i'm fine with that that's i'm I'm happy with that choice uh you know if some formula had you know punched out that answer from a computer i would have been oh that makes sense I think we all prepped two or three answers. I've got a couple others, but that is the number one for me. I have seen Matt Damon movies more than I have seen any other actors movies.
2: And I think if we did, if we weren't like purposely trying to pick, you know different ones among us matt damon would be on mine as well but perhaps for different movies um
1: interesting yeah that's what i was thinking
2: like uh goodwill hunting much like barrett i've seen that probably 20 times i've probably seen rounders more than 20 times Um, me too yeah good point um uh i've definitely seen the martian a lot not nearly as much as jeremy has but uh the departed i've seen a lot um uh I mean, I even saw the Rainmaker a a good amount of times there. I mean, there's uh, now like the Bourne series. I I can't say that I've seen every movie more than three times, I would say, even though I love those movies. But I've just I just I don't know. never gone back to watch them over and over. Um, uh, What else was thrown in there? Talented Mr. Ripley. I've seen two or three times. True Grit. Uh, I bought.
1: I, I've, I've seen a lot. Um, just watched. We bought a zoo recently. Elysium. Mm. I've I've seen several times. I actually like that movie a lot. Um, I really haven't seen Sirianna all that much. And then of course nobody Hero has. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen that movie. No. no. Uh, but and and of course the Legend of Bagger Vance.
3: Oh yeah. Actually, yeah.
0: wait. No, wait, wait. I've seen the Legend <laughs> of Bagger Vance. You're joking. I've seen that probably twenty times. Um, what? And no. I listen. Listen, golf. I did not I did not like it when it came out. Um but it's the it's the golf. It's definitely the golf. Um and I recognize that this movie is kind of problematic. Um but it's it's the golf, it's the f- whole philosophy. That it's that part where he explains um how uh Bobby Jones Bobby Jones um is able to I'm a golfer is able to like strip out everything in the field of view, except the shot that he wants to hit. And you can even see the spectators like fade away. Uh, who made this Robert Redford direct this movie. Mm-hmm. He made all the, uh, the, the whispering horse.
2: I feel like I somebody remember.
0: Anyway, I have seen it. Uh, Charlie Theron's in it. Um, yeah, it is Redford. Good call. And uh, I like it, uh, but it's not good. I'm not in any way. It's just one of those movies. Like, I like pretty much all golf movies. I like the Shia LaBeouf greatest game ever played or greatest match ever played. Is that good? You just like it? I I like it. I don't think it's great. Uh, I like that Jim Caviezel one until I started learning more about Jim Caviezel. Um, (laughs) Tin Cup, Happy Gilmore. I love golf movies, so. Interesting. So, would you recommend the Legend
1: of Bagger Vance, like to you? Yeah. Yes. I don't think I've seen it.
0: Oh well, then you would. I think you would dig it. I really Interesting. do. Interesting. Uh, especially because you, you you played golf. You have that connection. But also, you like all the people in it. Yeah. Um, yeah I think you would dig it.
2: Anybody in All the Pretty Horses fan?
1: I've seen it <laughs> once. I I don't, I don't think I've seen it.
2: I think Billy Bob Thornton directed that. I think.
0: Uh, yeah yeah is damon in that that's yeah, him in that, yeah. uh et right henry <laughs>
2: yeah, thomas Henry thomas. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> i was just wondering
2: i didn't because i
0: know especially you
2: jeremy you're you're a big western fan too mm-hmm. um and uh so I, it's I interesting didn't know if that was something that was on your on your list
0: I only saw it once or twice, but I remember that. I remember feeling more like it was a prison movie than a Western because mm. it's all about them like getting in, getting arrested and being in prison and hating life, Yeah, as I remember. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. But, but the horses I don't remember which sure pretty... at all. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they and, and, Penelope. and Penelope Cruz.
0: Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Open your eyes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Open your eyes.
0: Um, the pleasure of Sophia. Who, who wants to go next?
2: i'll go um the aforementioned bruce willis
3: mm. bruce willie i mm. went through
2: and i counted now this is including cameos and voices and stuff like that but it's actually doesn't doesn't make up a lot of the total amount of movies uh i've seen over 50 movies with bruce willis in it
0: wow
2: Huh. and if you want to call talk about multiple views of the first three die hard movies i have seen those a ton yeah and i've seen pulp fiction a whole lot and i've seen <laughs> the Sixth Sense a million times and unbreakable a million times and then mm-hmm. 12 monkeys mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um those are those those movies in particular, I've seen them over and over. And then when you add the fact that I've seen fifty, you know, just you know, on top of that, I've seen like forty other Bruce Willis movies. They're not all great. Obviously. <laughs> Some of them are within a bargain bin on the Blu-rays. That's right. Bruce uh, holding a gun with Ryan Phillippe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, uh And yeah, you look at his you look at his career now, and it's kind of like God. He's just doing anything he can. Uh, just to make some dough, isn't he? He doesn't doesn't seem to really care much. I think he's, you know, and Bruce Willis might be one of those guys. Hey, man, I've I've had a good career. You you can look at my work. I've done good work. Now I'm just in in it to you know make money. I'm telling
1: you know you that Kevin Smith story is hilarious, where he's just hanging out, uh, eating Bruce Willis chicken by
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. his, his trailer. It's so great. yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's interesting about him is that he will he will do these you've never heard of straight to DVD straight to the Walmart $5 bin movies, but he will still turn in good performances in other movies. Right. It's not like there was a point where he stopped trying altogether and never tried again. It's just whatever his motivational buttons are, they don't always get pushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that, uh, movie hostage with, uh, Kevin yeah. Pollock and, mm-hmm. um, Ben Foster and I've seen that yeah. probably six movie. or seven times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He acts That's in that movie. But. There's a he, he does have a weird
1: career. Remember, um, his uh, it, it was an extended cameo essentially in four rooms in the mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not credited on that movie uh, <laughs> for some reason, uh, yeah. but he is he is hilarious. He's like yelling at his wife on the phone in the background while they're you know discussing <laughs> the whole Peter Laurie thing. Mm-hmm. And then then he, he comes out and he's like are you going to do this tell me you're going to do this and they're like yeah we're <laughs> going to do this and he's like oh my fucking dick is getting hard already
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I have only seen that movie once and I had <laughs> a bad <sighs> time
2: <laughs> Yeah same here Uh but uh you know I mean he I, it, it's it's crazy I mean, I mean he's in I'm trying I think I'm going to look at this On the IMDb, I think he's got like 130 credits.
1: I would have actually thought higher, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah, it's 138
2: uh, uh, credits now for Bruce Willis. Um, hmm. uh, You know, amazing that he was able to to, uh, translate Moonlighting, which was on for like three seasons, into that career. (sighs) Love that Uh, show. The, it's amazing that Die Hard, like it was a, it was amazing Die Hard got made the way it got made because Bruce Willis, I mean, like that there was a lot of talk about whether Bruce Willis should even be the 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 lead in that movie because nobody looked at him as an action star, and uh and then yeah he translates that into and like he had such interesting and varied work in the 1990s
1: for sure oh, yeah. yeah what would you say is your the highest grossing Film, and I, by that I mean your most watched Bruce Willis film. Do you think it would be Die Hard or Pulp Fiction?
2: Be six cents highest grossing. Sixth cents oh. no, no, oh, no, not gross? highest
1: grossing. I mean, how many times you've watched it?
2: Oh, right? Die Hard or The Sixth Sense, um, or Pulp Fiction. I would probably say Die Hard. I think I think I would too because it's so
1: easy to just throw on and mm-hmm. watch at any point, and you're going to mm-hmm. have a good time
0: yeah uh, so yeah i think that's you know, the real too. answer is heart's war you dummies heart's war
2: yes or the jackal yes either one would have <laughs> i've <laughs> the seen jackal. the jackal many times <laughs> let's
3: bring
0: that's the right. jackal up every episode that's
2: we should we should and should we would bring up jack black doing his uh serpentine thing
0: uh, uh
2: <laughs> wasn't he playing like
1: up. a rastafarian or something like yeah, that something like that uh, what is yeah. up with
2: actors like gary he Oldman arms doing- <laughs> dealer? was he an arms yeah, dealer some, yeah he was the, He's the guy that he the buys rocket. the gun from right because there's a big demonstration out in the middle of a field. that's the only scene i remember from that
0: movie that's where he kills him that's where he yeah jack black dead
2: mm-hmm. no yeah
0: i remember everybody back has when bad that, hair remember, in that movie
2: yeah true i remember when that movie came out uh there were people who were like hey it's jack black from tenacious d they were, that's, that's, that's how he was known. Yeah, at for that sure. Time.
1: it was that offshoot of what was it? The Ben Stiller show, uh, was, that they uh, all
2: Mr. Show that it was, a.
1: Oh yeah. Mr. Show, I guess. Yeah. And then uh,
2: I don't know if, well, tonight, tena- I mean, it could, it's possible. Tenacious D came from that, but I think, um, cause Mr. Show had an episode where they, uh, where they were sort of guesting or they, they, they came on at some point and then that all then it was an offshoot of course it only lasted like six episodes
1: so. yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i would mm-hmm. like to go back and watch some of that ben stiller show though uh that because it was janine garofalo it was john stewart it was uh dennis leary like uh and uh, kyle gass well, and uh, it was uh Breck. andy
2: andy dick andy dick uh, yeah i don't know about dennis leary um i oh, had I thought... the i had the dvd of that show at one did point did you really yeah, and uh, it didn't last long either. It was a, yeah. one of the an early Judd Apatow TV failure producing type of things. And, <laughs> he had so uh, many of those. <laughs> but you watch, it's funny, like the Ben Stiller show is 90s as fuck. You, I mean, there, it's just I'm like sure. Reality Bites is. Like everything that, that's lampooning is stuff that you had to really live in the 90s <laughs> to understand. <laughs> I
1: like the Bruce Willis pick. Uh, I'm going to go... One more time uh, for an old white guy, um, and then I'll start getting more diverse. But look at this run, man. Risky Business, All the Right Moves, Legend, Top Gun, The Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, on and on and on, up to A Few Good Men, The Firm, uh, Interview with the Vampire, which embarrassingly I've seen several times. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about Tom Cruise. Um, I was watching Top Gun recently, and I was like... I know his face by, you know how like a blind person will touch your face and they can recreate it, uh, like uh, the Hello Lionel Richie uh, video? Um, I I could do that with Tom Cruise. I think I could sculpt his face. I know his nose. I know his ears. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think obviously a few good men uh, would be up there. Probably the one of his that I've seen the most times, but also all the Mission Impossible stuff. Uh, Top Gun, I've seen Eyes Wide Shut probably 30 times uh, at least. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, that. Tropic Thunder, I've seen a million times. Night and Day, I really like. I think that's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magnolia, uh, fucking Vanilla Sky. But then his two kind of other action movies, Edge of Tomorrow and, uh, and Minority Report, I've seen a million times, man. And you know say what you want about him and his whack job religion and him being kind of a control freak and yelling at people when they don't wear masks. Uh he does good work. You know he always brings it. He's hanging off of trains and planes and automobiles and fucking holding his breath. The guy's the guy's going to be remembered as probably the greatest movie star ever at the end Ooh. of his career. I really Ooh. think so. There's nobody. There was that string, right, Chris, of
2: uh, hundred million dollar uh, movies that he was in. Money in the bank, man. Hundred million dollars. It was like I don't know, five or six in a row. Yeah. But I think it was what was it that uh, broke that? I think it might have been Magnolia that broke. Was it Jerry Maguire?
1: Or did Jerry Maguire? No, oh, Jerry them? Maguire
2: made over a hundred. Eyes Wide Shut may have possibly. If it wasn't Eyes Wide Shut, it was Magnolia that that uh, that broke his a hundred million dollar streak uh mm. i mean you know you're if if you're saying that magnolia is a tom cruise vehicle yeah um yeah. which it's not really but like yeah yep. there was a point there where um i think it was from perhaps rain man i don't know if born in the fourth of july did though but there was a string there where it was just yeah everything that he did was 100 million. i think it may have started with um a few good men, and then it went to the firm interview. of The Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, and well, Eyes Wide Shut may have, yeah, it was a, it was an incredible. Only he and Robin Williams, I think, had done that at that at that point.
1: Every movie that you watch with him in is going to be at least watchable. I mean, this is it's almost a Denzel thing. Denzel is known more for his acting than Tom Cruise is, but yeah, Collateral is ninety percent better because Tom Cruise plays the villain in that. Uh War of the Worlds is watchable,
2: I think, mostly because of his I like War of the Worlds.
0: Yeah, I
1: too. I do too. Well I, I will I, tell I you I actually uh, don't, but I watch I find myself watching him a lot. <laughs> uh,
0: not even Tom Valkyrie's good too, by the way, despite the complicated director. But um um Lions for Lambs, he can't save that. He can't make what that was Uh back. who did uh Valkyrie?
1: I thought that was no, it was Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Oh, that's right. MacQuarie wrote it though, right? Yeah, yeah. it was another probably. team up, MacQuarie and Singer. Yeah. So Tommy Cruise, Tommy C is my boy. Yeah. I'm,
2: I would I would probably if Tom Cruise had not been picked, I would have put Cruz up there because he, there's it's a rare performer, much like Damon, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, all these kind of guys uh, that we're talking about, movie stars, Tenzel, uh that when they come out with a movie, it usually isn't some, like we did this for the money kind of movie. Yeah. And yeah. it's usually something that you want to watch, right? It's that the, there's a, there's a point where you can look at Tom Cruise's filmography and just go seen it, 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 seen it. I mean, it, whereas <laughs> yeah. some other actors on this page uh, that we pick up today would be like, seen it, seen it. Oh, he was uh, he was in that oh okay i didn't see that yeah i mean honestly i I didn't see american made and that's literally
1: one of the only ones that he's done in the last 25 years that i haven't cruise
2: (laughs) cruise was by the way in danger of being that person for a second and that was the era when he did american made and and oh yeah Uh, it was mission impossible and and jack reacher and all these movies that sort of got him back into the you know, Tom, you know, like, well, we kind of like seeing Tom Cruise again, but man, there was a point there. <laughs> Tom Cruise was, was, uh, was like uh, this close to starting to, you know, oh, okay, he's just kind of doing movies that, oh, he's got enough money now. He can just do any kind of art a rock project of ages. He <laughs> yeah.
3: Something like
1: that. Yeah. But he was and close. The he mummy. was close. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the mummy is, is hot garbage, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah. but did, Oblivion uh, is an underrated
0: one that he did. Yeah. I could go on for hours. I love Oblivion. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a man that has been in my favorite movies since I was about fourteen, thirteen. Uh and that's Kevin Costner. A man I have passed in the lobby of a hotel. Oh, oh, oh yeah. out in, in uh in your uh, Los Angeles. yeah, uh, when we was... went to LA. <laughs> what a unique in, like, experience. <laughs> it was.
2: <laughs> that place, uh, that
0: hotel. <laughs> we come out that first morning. And getting Kevin's rent a car or borrowed car. Kevin borrowed that car, I think. Yeah, um, yeah I would hope so. <laughs> and he's like, guys, is that Kevin Costner? And fucking Kevin Costner is getting out of a tiny little blue Porsche uh, and you know, staying at the same hotel. And I only saw him one other time. I passed him in the lobby. Hey, uh, is he uh,
1: shorter than you would think? Or is he kind of a...
0: You no, know, he a was taller guy. than I would think.
1: Is that right? Because like, all these actors are always shorter than yep. what you expect right i was but just he's telling a, my he's wife he's a beefy uh,
0: dude uh, i'm gonna look it up but i remember him being taller than i expected Six one. and then there was,
2: was taller that,
3: than
2: me and then there was that there was that time where we tried to go into the restaurant and there was like 100 million seats there but joaquin phoenix was talking to somebody and they <laughs> told us that there was no seats we have nothing available have nothing available um, <laughs> just look in the restaurant and just you're like oh, weird Looks like you have stuff available, but okay.
0: <laughs> I am uh I'm gonna rattle off a few Costner movies along with the estimates of how many times I've seen them. Some may be embarrassing. Uh Field of Dreams, 25, 30 times. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Dances with Wolves, probably 15. Whew, uh, that's a un- long time, dude. <laughs> Untouchables. Oh yeah. 40, 30, oh, yeah. 40. Mm-hmm. Bull Durham, 12, 13. Tin Cup, 30. Uh, Mr. Brooks, 25, easy. Uh, (laughs) Wyatt Earp, 10, 11. Open range, (sighs) probably 12. Water World, 30 or 40. Yeah, I've seen an
2: embarrassing amount of
0: times. (laughs) 30 or 40. Um, I've seen Draft Day 10 times or more, uh, and JFK as well. uh,
2: By the way, I've I've always wondered whether or not, because I was thinking about it this year, should we ever do draft day on a sins video? Like the thing is, is that nobody—I don't think anybody's ever seen it. But it—it—it it, <laughs> it, it, it seems like that there's enough people who've seen it that maybe it would take an interest. <clears throat>
0: anyway, let me tell you this: for the last three years on NFL draft day, I see memes from the movie all day on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah. Him opening the note that says that player, uh, no question or whatever that fucking note says at the end mm-hmm. when you finally see it. I'm definitely taking this player. Um, people quote that shit, um, and I think it has developed a cult following. I think, All right. if anything, people would be like, how dare you? And you would be like, there's love for this movie? <laughs> um, but there well, is. Expect,
2: <laughs> expect draft day next year. On the like
1: Thursday eight. of the, yeah, when it starts. Yeah. I, like it. Uh, I like it. My most watched uh, Kevin Costner movie is hands down Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
0: Mm, uh, mm. Well, and I know I every line that, that movie.
2: Well, and mine unsurprisingly, if you've listened to this podcast is jFK. i have probably seen yeah. jFk i mean I know every rhythm of that movie um and uh i I'm, I'm trying to think i I'm trying to think if there are any other Kevin Costner movies I've seen nearly that much because when you, I love field of dreams but i've I never have seen it. I mean, I love baseball <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie like near what you've seen it i've probably seen it three or four times if, if oh, if that.
0: oh, oh um, wow.
2: i've probably seen 10 cup one more than i've seen field of dreams
0: well oh, robin hood cool. is
1: the only movie where he shows his ass
0: what robin he shows his ass in mr brooks and in what?
2: dances with wolves
1: oh that's right yeah 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 Dances. With he's always showing his movies.
2: ass barrett hey what do you mean just that movie he's showing his ass everywhere
0: <laughs> he was great in molly's game by the way mm-hmm. uh, um oh yeah. i loved him in that he's basically yeah, yeah. playing the same character he plays in <laughs> men of steel but he is <laughs> he's a hard-ass father yeah yes yeah yes yeah, yeah. don't he save those people seen... from that tornado <laughs> did
2: you mention yeah exactly did you did you did you uh you've probably seen swing vote about five times right
0: uh i've only seen it twice um i don't really tend to gravitate toward modern politics movies but uh Mm -hmm. i'm sure i would like it because he's back to i love dumb kevin costner like (laughs) he plays a hot shot plenty but like in tin cup like he's just a big gross doofus and i love when he leans into that and it looks (laughs) like that what's i think that's what that movie is but i've only seen it a couple times yeah yeah and you've watched that yellowstone show right Uh uh-huh and it's i've seen every episode of that a few times too hmm Good one. Um,
2: uh let's see what should I go. I'm going to go with uh Morgan Freeman.
1: Nice. Mm, um, yeah. Morgan Freeman.
2: Uh seen over 40 Morgan Freeman movies if you include wow. voices and cameos. Um, um uh the ones that I've seen tons of times that that make him get on this list. 7 I've seen that a a, a ridiculous amount of times. The Shawshank Redemption, of course, I've seen Mm -hmm. a ridiculous amount of times. The Nolan Batman trilogy, more than, you know, more than three times each. Um, Lean on Me, which was my first introduction into Morgan Freeman uh, way back in 1989 at the Fountain Square Theater. Nice, Uh, nice. um, uh, I've seen a lot of those. Now, Morgan Freeman over the past... Oh, I don't know. 10 to 20 years has been doing a lot of paycheck movies and everything like that. So it's,
1: mm.
2: he's still, he's still a legend. Obviously it's just a lot of the stuff that I've seen him multiple times comes from the nineties and the, uh, the last, the, the, the aughts decade and everything. So you've probably seen Bruce almighty a bunch, right? I haven't seen it as much as you might think. Uh, really? uh possibly twice is all Ooh. I've seen. Bruce Almighty. Well, I mean, it. you're
1: not, you're not wrong. Cause the last time I watched it, He's such an asshole. His mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. is such a fucking unredeemed I mean, dick.
2: I've seen I've seen that that part where he tells that uh back to you fuckers. I've <laughs> yeah. seen that like a hundred million times because I used to go and watch crowd reaction to it and everything
0: when he calls that woman the lady from titanic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is it my hair is it the reason why i can't
2: get the anchor job um uh but uh but yeah i mean and and you know morgan freeman his his, his voice has been on so many things especially since shawshank redemption where everybody was like if you get to get, get something narrated better get morgan freeman to do it was pretty much mm-hmm. what it came down you get march of the penguins and uh he it's has a, a i think a really man. funny um uh part in that lego movie i mean it, yeah. it, it's you know um uh, yeah, and, and then you have to include stuff like Unforgiven, I've seen several times, and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. all these movies throughout the 90s, especially Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves. Sure, he probably shows his ass in that movie. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of what my uh most frequented Morgan Freeman it's probably Shawshank, too. Mm-hmm. Um, not Shawshank. Mm-hmm. The sequel, Shawshank, also.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, I've seen Wanted an embarrassing amount of times.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably Dark
1: Knight. I may have seen Dark Knight more than I have um, Shawshank at this point. He's that, in oblivion, that, that, too. Right? Yep. He
2: yep. He is. He is. Yep. just not. Down in that underground thing that he falls into.
0: He's the not library. in it much, though, is he? No, he's not. He kind of yeah, yeah. Steven Seagal's that movie.
2: Mm -hmm. He totally segals it.
3: (laughs) I think you
0: know what I mean there, but uh, uh, I'm gonna
1: go with with your boy that everybody knows and everybody's seen, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, Um, Mm -hmm.
0: the head motherfucker in charge by virtue of his 400 credits alone.
3: Mm -hmm. He has
1: uh, actually. I'll tell you how many he has. He has 195 credits. Yeah, I would have thought it was over 200.
3: And
2: 90 of those are Marvel.
1: It, well, exactly. Interestingly, we've been talking about Pulp Fiction so much. I think that was the only one that he got nominated for, right? For the Oscar? It is. And Oh,
2: well, wait. He may have been nominated for uh, Django. Uh,
1: it just says nominated for one Oscar. Um, okay, so he's see only see been nominated
2: once for Pulp Fiction.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> Pulp Fiction. And I don't know who won in 1995. That, for support. that was...
2: What? What do you... For supporting... What you mean Martin Landau won for, is that what you're talking about? Martin Landau won for Ed Wood. That was.
1: He did. Oh. In his
2: category. But it was, it was 94. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> It was the 95 Don't Oscars, do this shit but, to me,
2: Barrett. Man, don't do this shit.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, what a weird, it was uh, Paul Schofield from Quiz Show. Jazz Palminteri from Bullets Over Broadway. I don't know how that got in. Paul mm-hmm. Schofield uh, was
0: so good in Quiz Show. Yeah, he yes, is. he
1: was. And Gary Sinise for Forrest Gump and then Martin Landau it's hard to argue martin landau didn't deserve that uh but man samuel jackson just that last speech alone in the diner
2: yeah is i know classic. i know um i know that i wanted samuel l jackson to win for that um yeah but it is it is not it's not bad that martin landau won it's not one of those things where you're like really chas palm and terry for bullets over broadway <laughs> I mean, he
3: was good, but like, you know. Some bullshit.
1: But man, between, I think really the Tarantino (laughs) stuff alone, between uh, Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, those are probably my top two Samuel L. Jackson.
2: He should have been nominated for Jackie Brown. (laughs) He
1: should absolutely, he should have won every award for Jackie Brown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, I've seen Do the Right Thing. He has a small part in that. I've seen that many times. Uh, but and and the MCU, he is in virtually every MCU movie, uh, mm-hmm. besides maybe like Ragnarok, uh, in some some sort of fashion. Uh, and he's he's fantastic. He's a perfect Nick Fury, uh, and you know you can't. I, I wasn't familiar with that character from the comics, but I can't imagine anybody else in that role now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's fantastic in that. He's also not gonna quit or get tired of it or price himself out of that role like robert downey jr or sure um, chris evans you know where some people just get burned out and that's not sam jackson he's no because
1: he can flit in and out however much he wants to he can play any age as we saw in captain marvel you can Mm -hmm. de-age him and it'll look spectacular uh but i think from what I read about Chris Evans, is he had to get in Captain America shape every time he did one of these, and that's no joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw, you probably saw on Twitter like the uh, the montage of Chris, uh, the other Chris Hemsworth, uh, working out to get into Thor shape. And that is ridiculous too. But apparently he's he's okay with. uh, I
2: can't fucking imagine. I don't even know how how long it took and how many days that they did it in a row and all that and what kind of diet they had to be on. I I can't even. Yeah, man. No kidding. Just enormous.
1: It's just it's got to be untenable. So yeah, I actually read an article where uh, a GQ or somebody went over to his house. I'm talking about Chris Evans again. Uh, Went over to his house, and he. He's, he apparently is a smoker, so he was like taking a drag off a cigarette, and she was like, uh, what are you up to now? And he's like, oh, I gotta get in Captain
0: America shape.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's gotta be yeah. awful. Sam Jackson yeah, yeah. doesn't have to do that shit.
1: Yeah, um. but anyway, Samuel L. Jackson, of course, Die Hard with a Vengeance uh, mm-hmm. has been up there uh, many, many times. I love uh, the first Kingsman movie. I know he's got a weird affectation in there that uh, people didn't like, he's also got, uh, you know, nice, of course, unbreakable. Uh, I've seen a million times. Um, you know, the, uh, the horror turns that he's taken 1408. Um, he's been, uh, you know, he's in that terrible cell movie, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. And he's been in everything, but I have seen him pop up everywhere. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's my boy. Yeah.
2: He would have been on my list had it not been uh already taken. Uh, uh it's a, it's another person that I've seen many, many times. No surprise both he and Bruce Willis overlap on four or five of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um uh so uh <laughs> I, I I know I definitely've seen Die Hard with a Vengeance many, many like
1: Yeah, and uh, uh talk to about sagaling yourself. Uh he was in The Other Guys, a movie that I've seen Mm-hmm. a million 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 times yeah and he he aimed for the bushes
2: that's right <laughs> aim for the bushes <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody it's time to talk about movie, uh i said i said it a, uh about a month or two ago that i think movies even better than it was when we first started uh uh talking about them um and 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 one of the reasons is you know is that movies stay there for a really long time now they actually curate and um you know keep movies there for a long time even after the 30-day window and everything uh there was a there's a movie i found on there it's um bernardo bertolucci's the conformist Ooh, i like me some bertolucci yeah yeah i think this was just before last tango in paris um, he did this movie about um about uh, the fascist the fascist regime regime in Italy during World mm. War II, and a guy who is, if you can tell by the title, conforming to that. He wants to be in with the popular crowd, essentially. Uh, so he is mm. trying to find a normal life, uh, however that normal life is afforded. So if that means being a fascist, I'm going to be a fascist. If that means after the fascist regime is toppled, I'm going to be that person. He, uh, he, he goes in, he wants to become part of this fascist party. He wants to, uh, he wants to uh, help them out in whatever way that they, that they deem uh, fit. And uh, they tell him, go kill your old, your old professor that you had in college. He is living in Paris right now. Uh, So, they send him, the, he, he is, uh, on track for his normal life. He's met a girl. He's going to get married to her. Actually, I think may have gotten married to her just before they go to Paris. Uh, she ha- she asks no questions of him. She's just like, I'm in love with you, blah, 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 whatever you want to do. Uh, when he, when they get to Paris, he meets this old professor, as in, in the guise of hey, it's a honeymoon. I knew you are here in Paris. So I came out with my wife and we're having a honeymoon. No, we're not killing you or anything. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> totally not killing you. <laughs> and,
2: uh, and, uh, uh, he's married to this woman that he, um, he, he ran into many years ago and knew as a prostitute and, and, yeah. uh, And, uh, he's in love with her and it's not too long before he starts putting the moves on this dude's wife and he's already married and everything. Um, and the plot of this is, you know, this is all really kind of told in flashback because he's in a car, he's driving towards a certain spot. He wants to save this woman because he is, he has there. We, all we know is, is that, uh, the professor is going to get killed but he's told her specifically don't go with your husband to wherever you're going to tomorrow stay at home but she gets in the car anyway so now he's chasing after her and everything movie is excellent movie is ooh. very very good uh uh you know it's like an 8.0 on the IMDB ooh, ooh, um ooh. this is a really really good movie it is beautiful to look at uh it's a, I didn't had never really heard of this movie before bernardo bertolucci is known for uh several different kinds of movies but not this one i don't think at least not in the states
3: uh,
1: yeah no his his movies are always beautiful yeah i mean like even last hang in paris is problematic on very many levels mm-hmm. uh but it is beautifully shot stealing yeah. beauty is one of the most beautiful movies that you, you yeah. can see yeah um is the, the the conformist is that in italian and french or is it in english
2: it is, uh, it is Italian and it's Italian. Uh, I think there is some French in it, but I think for the most part, it's Italian, all right. uh, but, uh, that is on movie right now. Excellent movie and definitely worth getting the service over. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I got another reason to get the service Yeah, and it's something that all of us have seen. And I went back and, and revisited, uh, mm-hmm. this is, this is the reason to get, get you on some movie. Right? Like, stop what you're doing right now. I'm talking to you, listener. Like, you, if you're listening to this at work, or if you're in the bathroom, or if you're, uh, I don't know, jerking off, or I don't know why you would jerk off to us. Anyway,
3: mm-hmm.
1: get you some movie so that you can watch the OG Millennium Trilogy. Okay? This is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Girl mm-hmm. Who Kicked the Hornets, or the, the that's the last one, The Girl Who Played With Fire, and then The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest. I forgot how awesome these movies were. Now, of the three, I think the first one is my least favorite, but it's also really, really good. Of course, the, the first one was remade with Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara, uh, but the OG, Elizabeth Solander, is uh, Numi Rapace.
3: Mm-hmm. Is amazing.
1: And the mm-hmm. OG, Michael Blomkist, uh, is, uh, is Michael Nyquist, mm-hmm. who I didn't realize had passed away ooh, uh, ooh. just recently. Um, so, yeah, he is fantastic. This whole series is unbelievable.
0: This, Jeremy, you've seen all of them, right? I have. It's fantastic. I wanted to point out, they actually made all three of these in America because we had the girl on the train and the girl with the pearl earring. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's I, right. That was, um, that was famously part of that trilogy, yes. I kid. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and I, I like Fincher's version, and I did see yeah. that first. Uh, but once I went back and saw the original, I was like, why did we even do that? This is great. Uh, and all three of them are great. She's fantastic. It,
1: she is. And uh, the second one, guys, has a twist in it that I, I did not believe when I first. Actually, I read it first, I think, because uh, I've got the the trilogy over there. Uh, but then when I watched it all over again, like I was like, no, they did not. And it is intense, but it's awesome. So did you, you should read it, totally do this. Did you read now, it in
0: the original Swedish? Yes. Yes. And then swam Wait, across a fjord. A, 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 to tell people a sidebar.
1: It? Yeah, I swam the fjord. Sidebar. Swedish language is fucked up, man. Like <laughs> it. It doesn't sound anything. <laughs> like I don't know if it's. Like I. I. It's fucking with me. Like I can't even recognize any stem. Of any word that lines up with the fucking subtitles. And they've got all the AEs connected and fucking... Mm-hmm, it's
0: just mm-hmm. That says fucking more about you than it does... Goes with language. the slash. It's mm-hmm. fucked up.
1: Gotta
2: but- wor- got worry about them AEs being together, man. You know, yeah, it's Adam and Steve, not Adam... No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, this this trilogy is amazing. And I'm so glad that it's on there now. Uh, you will be sucked into it. You, it... I don't want to sound cheesy or cliche, but you can't just watch one. You really want to watch all three of these. Uh, they made them very close to each other. Um, I think the same year, they, they released them the same year, the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. Go to movie Go to movie You, go to MUBI, com slash CinemaSense. You get a month of this free. So you can do it today. Do it today. And you can watch all three of those, you know, within your free month
0: okay do it
3: yeah
0: sure i uh i like the dark knight rises more than you do um i'm getting flipped off for that opinion uh, that's stupid I, I like i like it more than you i think the movie is super flawed but i like watching it um <clears throat> and uh that's just a hint that Christian Bale is my third um, most watched actor.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: this begins with the Dark Knight trilogy, and that alone could potentially qualify him for this spot because I have seen the Dark Knight itself 30, 40 times. Batman yeah. Begins, 20. Dark Knight Rises, 20. I
3: think I've
1: probably um, seen the damage too. I don't know why
0: the prestige i've seen a million times god probably 25 uh ford v ferrari as i said with matt damon is quickly climbing up there i've now seen that probably 10 times american psycho 12 13 times i've seen equilibrium way more than you have probably 15 <laughs> times uh and it's basically sick knockoffs of other movies all rolled into one and I love it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh 310 to Yuma. I've probably seen 15 times or so. Um, oh, wow. The new world, Terrence Malick. I've seen that 10 yeah. times. Um, and the, the, the one that's going to surprise you is David Ayer's harsh times, mm. um, which I've probably seen 15, 20 times. No lie. Um, that movie is weirdly uh, entrancing to me. Uh, because they're both absolute pieces of shit. And until the very end, all they do is keep running into even bigger pieces of shit over. And I don't know how <laughs> how familiar you are with this movie, um, long time. but I, I can watch it anytime. Uh, I'm really interested in the, the character work being done there. So Christian Bale is my third dude.
3: <clears throat> hey, what is uh, uh, the
0: new world about? That, and- i haven't seen it
1: the terrence malick. It's
2: john smith Jay, yeah, he's playing john smith no oh, yeah um, I, haven't, no. I haven't seen
1: it oh no, i thought for sure old. you would have seen
2: this this is right up your fucking alley really? Colin like, Farrell is
1: like by
3: Charles. next
2: week you should have watched this movie five times that's how much it, <laughs> up this uh, up the up your alley this
0: movie is is it good terrence Listen,
2: malick yeah i mean a movie is really good for a long time and then it
0: kind of i um like. and then it, it trails <laughs> off like. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, like okay, so Colin Farrell's playing John Smith, um, and um, it's gorgeous. I don't like Terrence Malick movies very much. I like Badlands, mm. I don't like The Thin Red Line. Um, mm, really, I didn't really like the Brad Pitt's My Dad and He's Too Rough with Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one I got confused with this one. Uh, what was that? The, the,
1: the, tree the of Giving life? Tree,
0: yeah, the Tree of the tree Life. Of life. <clears throat> so, this is the John Smith Pocahontas story and and for the first hour and 15 minutes it's just mesmerizing absolutely Ooh. absolutely mesmerizing and then it chooses to follow Pocahontas into her second like life once she meets and marries Christian Bale's character I don't know his fucking name um and settles in a, John the, Rolf. John Ross settles in a little country cottage
2: sorry sorry and Rolf. Roth like it's in the, yeah, the dog. Like the movie like <laughs> Yeah. You've probably
1: um,
0: seen uh, The Fighter a decent amount, right? I've only seen The Fighter once. Um, really? I have a weird... I mean, some of his movies I can watch regularly, but I've got a weird tick with David O. Russell where... I don't, I don't know. I'm not digging No, I, I got I you. I, I felt uh, the
1: same thing about uh, American Hustle. Uh, I've seen all about, of his movies at least yeah.
0: once. I just don't gravitate back to them except for three Kings, which I think is not really who David O'Russell Russell would become anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Christian Bale, yeah. my wife, just because of my wife, I've seen newsies 10 times.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Are they and, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean I, I'm I don't know how many people are big fans of Empire of the Sun that was one of his first movies as a kid Yep Yep was it Spielberg did he have mm-hmm. okay. Spielberg yeah Spielberg was uh, in the middle of really trying for that Oscar in the middle of the 80s and he would always run into some juggernaut uh, every time every time he, he tried it color purple and um, mm. especially empire of the sun ran into the last emperor um, a lot of yeah.
1: a lot of emperor mm-hmm.
2: that's all it, that was one of my first oscars i ever watched and i was like is everything empire emperor empire <laughs> emperor
1: the empire strikes back
2: <laughs> yeah exactly mm. uh i have a decision to make i don't know which one i want to pick oh um okay you want to do you you want to do uh a a syncast choice here would you rather me talk about harrison ford or gene hackman
3: Mm, mm,
2: mm.
1: i would say harry
0: Mm. harry ford okay yeah i mean i feel like i would rather hear you talk about gene hackman but um i think harrison ford just made half the listeners go oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because of the two main you know franchises he's in.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know exactly which one out of this group that I have actually seen more, but Harrison Ford, you have, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy and the Indiana Jones trilogy. Right mm-hmm. there, right off the bat, you have six movies that if you're a kid growing up in the 80s, you're watching those nonstop. That's mm-hmm. six movies right off the bat. Mm -hmm. so then you have later on you have the fugitive which i've seen oh my god how many times have i seen yeah
1: man like that's another one i have every line of dialogue memorized
2: um i have seen not because i love it blade runner probably four or five times mainly Mm -hmm. because There's like a, a five-year gap where somebody brings up Blade Runner and I'm like, I don't like that movie. And they're like, give it another try, man. And I give it another try. And like the next time it comes up, I don't like that movie. And then (laughs) you watch it again and you're like, yeah, I mean, okay. I see what people see in this.
1: That is, that is bizarre. I figured that would talk about right up your alley. I figured that would be right up your alley.
2: Uh, i like i like uh, 2049
1: better i, do, I too. do too a lot i a do lot. too yeah uh
2: and, but not i mean before 2049 came out i was just like i don't know if i just something about it just always put me off and i don't know what it is it's hmm. it's uh it's me being stupid i understand um i've seen presumed innocent five or six times probably Ooh, good one. Uh, good one. i love presumed innocent and then <laughs> this is a movie that uh you guys uh don't like but i have seen a million times it was sabrina the uh ah. the remake the remake of sabrina that he was in uh i for some reason i saw that hundreds of times uh when it was playing at my theater and then when it played on cable
0: i know uh, the reason hm had... hmm? julie ormond is beautiful i was i was going to ask you the girl pretty sweet he
2: uh I, I I do like her a lot in that. Um, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed a lot of that movie. I don't know. It's just I I like I like, uh, I, I like uh, the. The way it's written, I like it. I mean, I like it. I like everything about it. I don't know what it is. I mean, Sabrina is one of those movies that I probably shouldn't like, but I love. And then people are like, "So you don't like Blade Runner, but you love Sabrina?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's reduce me to that. Yes, that's exactly the way it is. Um, uh, and then you have small roles where he's in the conversation, uh, mainly towards the second half of it with Jane. <laughs> yeah exactly with gene hackman and uh he's in apocalypse now but that's like a very brief moment at the beginning of oh, the movie that's right yeah, yeah, yeah um i've only i've only quote unquote seen over 30 harrison ford movies um mm-hmm. he doesn't have like like you, if you look at harrison ford you're like oh he must have hundreds but he really is kind of low for a guy whose career that spans over almost 50 years now
3: mm-hmm.
2: um it's not even a movie a year there it's it's like 80 something maybe he's got um and then of course the imdb the fucking train wreck these days they count everything how many Um, times do
0: you think you've seen the jack ryan movies oh i was about
2: to say i should have said uh clear present danger i've i I haven't seen patriot games that much but clear present danger i definitely saw more than 10 times
1: yeah, yeah. Um, interesting it's the reverse for me i've seen patriot games a million times
2: mm, hmm. i don't know what it is about Clear and present danger i think it was because i was working at a theater that when that movie came out patriot games came out just before
1: oh I was yeah in movie theaters yeah.
2: and uh but when Clear and present danger that was another one of those movies i'd go in and watch on my break so i've seen nice movies. did you ever so, see
1: yeah. uh jeremy clo- quotes the one line from mosquito coast uh but uh I don't remember ever seeing that. that. That that's got like a reputation for being a classic, right? Uh, they are just reinvented uh, the for the series.
2: It's uh I don't know, it's a Peter Peter Weir movie. Uh and is it Peter Weir? I think it's Peter Weir. because he did I think, he, so. did, I think right. he did Witness and then he did Mosquito Coast with him. Witness. Uh, Witness is another movie. I Witness I've probably seen two times. I've seen Frantic. Frantic. I've seen Frantic I'll a couple stop. of times. What?
0: I'll t- I kept saying what you were about to say, and I'm like, I'm not oh, yeah. sure.
2: I don't know, know if I, I've seen Regarding Henry maybe a couple of times.
0: I have too. I like that yeah. movie. I think yeah. oh, he's get adorable too. in that movie. I mean, he's yeah. an asshole until he gets shot, but. <laughs> well, yeah, but he gets shot like five nicer. minutes
1: into the fucking movie. Man. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but he's still an yeah. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> K19 The Widowmaker. I know you've seen that a dozen times. Oh,
3: oh I have
0: not seen
2: good. that movie at all. I've, I have oh, seen wow. because I was
0: working at uh, a movie
1: theater when it came out. I have seen Six Days, Seven Nights multiple times.
2: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I was uh, also a
2: I was working at a theater when Widowmaker came out, but it was uh, Bell Forge and it had been out already when I when I first you got hired. Did there. not
0: miss anything. That movie's not so. good.
2: <clears throat> that was a weird. That was a weird like introduction into a theater because it was like uh, I came in and they were showing me around and everything, and they're like. Yeah, so when you start the Widowmaker, come over. you'll have to come over here <laughs> five or six minutes later after you start it and you gotta fix the framing because it goes out of frame. I was like, So you don't fix the thing that makes it go out of frame? You don't you don't go ahead and just recut the splice? You know, like, Oh no, man, I'm like I'm gonna fix the splice. <laughs> oh, so it's, that's what that's
1: what makes it go out of frame is the yeah. Somebody uh, cut it wrong.
2: Somebody cut it wrong. Like every frame has four sprocket holes, so if you cut it with three or two or one remaining, uh, it's going to go out of frame.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, and this would go out of frame. And I remember I'd forgotten about it when it, on my first shift I started the movie, and they're like, "Hey, it's over. It's out of frame." I was like, "Oh yeah." So then the next show, I just fixed it. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like we need to do this bullshit over and over and over again guys come on oh,
0: that's so dumb
1: <laughs> i think uh i think at this point i've watched blade runner 2049 probably twice as much as i've watched the original blade runner More and for i've for seen i've only
0: seen the original mm-hmm. like three times but i've seen 2049 probably seven or eight or nine maybe i like it every I, time it, every time it gets better i love
1: mm-hmm. it uh okay i'll bring us home here short career She was born in 1984. Uh, but Scarlett Johansson is up Mm -hmm. there with ones that I've, I've seen a million times and there's a reason for it. First of all, lost in translation is one of my favorite movies for the last, uh, 20 years or so. Um, it's, it's outstanding. And she is perfect in that role. I mean, you could not imagine anybody else in that role, similar to bill Murray. You wouldn't want anybody else in that role. Uh, it's amazing how that movie continues to not be creepy at all. You know, that relationship is so pure and dynamic and not skeezy, uh, even though it should be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah,
2: I, it's it's interesting just to just to break in. Like, I don't think Scarlett Johansson is playing her age in that movie. Like, if it's possible, she might be playing 22 or 23, even though. Sure in real life she might be 17 or 18 making that movie. Um was she that
1: young? Yeah, well it she was, was definitely that young. Yeah, in 84 and it came out in 2004, right?
2: Um hold on
0: a second. Let me s- make sure of this because well, I've it would always, have come out a year or two after they shot it, so could be
2: Right. Close. It, I always always give it a year. Uh it came out in 2003. Oh, so okay. she was probably 18 when the movie was made i don't think she's playing 18 though i think she's playing 23 or 24 and she can she can play that actually which is weird because just like a couple years before in ghost world Mm -hmm. she's definitely just high school age in that movie she Um, is
1: indeed and that was actually going to be the next one i've watched ghost world many times uh that movie is sneaky uh great i mean oh it's awesome thor birch and steve buscemi are just fantastic in that and (sighs) She plays – you've never seen Scarlett Johansson play this type of character, even though it was way back in the, the beginning of her career. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great. I have now seen Jojo Rabbit probably about ten times. I absolutely love really? that movie. Yeah, up there for I, you. I absolutely mm-hmm. adore that movie. Of course, you can't talk about her without uh, talking about all the MCU stuff, mm-hmm. much like uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And, man, she's great. She started off as being kind of like a – almost a, like a gadget – uh, uh uh character like not really a whole lot to her and you're talking about like when the, she's
2: first introduced in iron man 2 and she iron just kind of yeah
1: and even the avengers i mean she's the one famously cocking her gun in that whole circular mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. you know uh which i am they, which
2: i am reminded repeatedly is not as stupid as i uh, we all think it is but you know anyway
1: yes it is. yes no that makes <laughs> so much sense with the hulk growling behind her and she's cocking a fucking gun Jesus Christ. Uh yeah. I've seen uh I've seen Match Point a bazillion times. Yeah. So she was I mean, you can't get more femme fatale <laughs> than Scarlett Johansson. Uh Jeremy brought up the prestige. I've seen the prestige mm-hmm. a bazillion times. And of mm-hmm. course her. Now she's not mm-hmm. in her. What was yes, it? She it is Samantha Mathis um that recorded all the dialogue from the Samantha, Morton. Samantha Morton Yeah,
2: Samantha Morton. I
1: always get those two confused even though they are two very very different uh actors. But yeah man, like uh I would say Probably Lost in Translation is up there with the most one that I've that I've watched <laughs> um but Hers up there, Jojo Rabbit's up there, The Avengers are up there.
0: Chef, and you've seen Chef a million times.
1: Oh, God, I forgot about Chef. I have seen Chef a million times. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about
2: Marriage Story? Have you seen that multiple times, too?
1: I've mm. seen it one and a half times. I think about it all the time, though, man. Mm. I think about it because uh, if we get to it, and I was going to bring up This is 40 uh, in a future thing. Um, and This is 40 reminded me a lot of like the comedic version of Marriage Story. Mm. Uh, and Marriage Story is absolutely genius I think it's it's a terrific movie But it's just not something I've
0: gone do back to Do you think I'm going to look it up and I'll get back to you later But do you think she played tennis In real life Because she made two movies In Good Company And um, The Woody Allen t- tennis movie and, um, one. Back to Back In 2004 and 2005 I find that very interesting and odd and she plays tennis in both of those movies too mm. uh like on I'm screen i'm sure she
2: has some sort of uh i'm sure she has some skill at it there i mean she probably is, i don't know if she played competitively or anything but definitely played enough to to pass for it
0: i have yeah. probably seen in good company and the old other Bolin girl, probably ten or twelve times each.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is the first time anyone's ever said that,
0: <laughs> or ever
1: will. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I've I've seen The Island. Uh, her like mid two thousands was really great. I've seen The Island a million times. I have not seen The Black Dahlia though. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I, I have seen that. I didn't, I didn't like good. it. Really? Yeah. She, this she was... plays a dead lady, right? Yeah,
2: uh, sure. yeah the, she was, it was sure, de palma Jeremy. trying to do a james elroy novel and uh, yes um i just remember just it, it was being very dull and it seemed like that combination of writer of of, of you know elroy and de palma and all those actors that should have been way better than it than it was hmm. um, all right. well, I don't i'm wondering if the book the, the book, book might be the book might be really good
1: yeah yeah i guess so uh and She's great in Vicky, Cristina Barcelona, where she's one mm-hmm. of the the women that uh, Javier Bardem <laughs> wants to make
3: love to.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson in Woody Allen movies is always they've always ramped up the sexy on her in those movies. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and she was in uh, that was Rebecca Hall that was in there too, and mm-hmm. she's also in the Prestige with her. Mm-hmm. Interesting, but yeah. yeah, Scarlett Johansson, even though she's super young uh what is she 37 i'm 37 i'm not oh
2: (laughs) yeah she'll be 37 uh later on this year uh
1: but she is much more than a pretty face uh i really think her best performance it may be jojo rabbit Um, i
2: i think it is for sure
1: yeah yeah by far she's terrific uh but yeah i see her a lot and i love her and i hope she keeps making movies Mm -hmm. and uh who did she break up she was married to a dude uh for a long time who was her Well, uh, she was her,
2: married to Ryan Reynolds and then she mm-hmm. was married to some other guy that I can never think of. He's like some media guy or something like that. That's where who she had her kids with. Oh, okay. And now she's married to Colin Jost.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 because she actually I remember when Marriage Story came out, she was like I was drawing on all those real life experiences of divorce and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, she's good.
2: All right, everybody, it's time to talk about Better Help.
1: BetterHelp is the tits.
2: BetterHelp! Better help is our
1: jam, baby. You know mm-hmm. what I was doing uh, last week? Uh, I had a uh, counseling appointment at BetterHelp.
3: <coughs>
1: Jeremy, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, and I don't Uh-oh. know if you've ever felt like this. Spot. Uh, I wasn't feeling it that day. Yeah. I was not feeling like getting into stuff. I wasn't feeling like, you know, really talking in depth with somebody. Do you ever have times like that before, uh, like a counseling appointment?
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what, the first few years of therapy for me, it was now, this is partially because I'm an introvert and even fun social engagements. I sometimes dread until I go out to them and then I have a blast and I'm always like, yeah, why did I not want to go do that? Um, but then I had a couple of breakthroughs and again, it doesn't necessarily take years to have breakthroughs. Uh, some people, uh, can get there faster. And some people are not willing to admit things like me mm. um, anyway. And then I started to look forward to it. Then I started to get giddy. But even then there are days just like, just like with work or if you're an athlete, there are days where you're just like, Ugh, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, and that yeah. happens, man.
1: It does. And much like what you were talking about with uh, going out socially, as soon as I got into it, I, it was like riding a bike. It was like, yeah, all right. Uh, this is my, checkup. It's like going to any other, you know, professional, medical professional and and getting something physical worked on. Same Mm -hmm. thing with this. Uh, I found myself getting a lot out of it. Matter of fact, that's one of my best sessions I think I had. And it's all, I did it right here where I'm standing in my office, looking at a screen because I didn't have to go anywhere because BetterHelp is a remote counseling service, licensed professional counselors, and it's awesome.
0: And we can't recommend it enough. I agree. Actually, you sort of stole my thunder there because my thing was going to be, don't waste your time. And by that, I mean, uh, do therapy, uh, but get something out of it. Uh, And if you go in unwilling to learn and grow and even even take a hard look at yourself and who you are, how you got there, who you want to be moving forward, it's not always easy stuff. And you know, I would say don't waste your therapist's time. Um, but you know, they're professionals; they're they're going to give you the time that you need. Like uh, in Goodwill Hunting, for instance, where there were so many sessions where Will was unwilling to even participate in the process, uh, and and yet Robin Williams waited him out, and there was healing. Uh, mm. But don't do that to yourself. Uh, you deserve more than that. If you're doing therapy, that means you want to get better. You want to feel better. You want to make progress. Uh, but to do that, you may have to be honest with yourself and it's not a hundred percent always going to be, I'm an awesome, rosy person. So that's want you but, but do it because the the growth feels amazing. Um, and I, and I mean that that's not, I'm not reading a cue card. I, it's one of the best feelings in the world to come out of a therapy session and go,
3: Oh, yeah. of course. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, and so I encourage you uh, to go to that link. Barrett, give it to him again. Betterhelp.com
1: slash syncast. You get 10% off uh your first month. And that is awesome. Don't be like Matt Damon. Don't be like Matt Damon. If you take one thing out of this whole thing, do not waste <laughs> your own time or somebody else's. The best part, one of the best parts of this whole process has been when some when when your counselor says something simple, like common sense, but puts it in context and you're like Oh, why am I not doing that? Why am I not thinking about that? Uh, It's fantastic. If you've got any issues with your mental health, it's precious. Don't mess with it. Uh, Go to betterhelp.com slash sincast. Do it today. Don't wait.
2: Uh, Does anybody have any recommends and warns?
0: Totes balls. They're great. It won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made and Well, after Barrett talked recently, um, actually, no, I'll do that one different. Yeah, I did that one now. Um, he mentioned uh, specifically Ezra Miller's character in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen this movie. And as tends to happen, uh, after we talk about a movie on a podcast, it shows up on one of the movie channels later that yep. day. <laughs> and I watched for the first time The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I was underwhelmed. Uh, let wrong. me explain why. You're so wrong. Let me explain why. I think Logan Lerman's good. I think Ezra Miller's good. I'm not sure uh, Hermione's accent is really doing good things throughout this movie. Uh, Hang on. Hang on. All right. I felt like the story was fairly cliche. Like how can you about be shocked about an aunt at that? diddling her nephew? Not that part of it. I'm talking about the story. That's like the final reveal. But like I'm talking about the the story beats along the way. The, the 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 party, the the gay guy who's secretly with the the football player who's too jock yeah. to ever say he's gay. Like I've seen a lot of that before. I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. Um but it had a reputation that I was expecting. It's probably my fault, but I was expecting more. Um, and I didn't get it, but I did think Ezra Miller was awesome. Um, and basically steals the movie, but I'm going to wreck a wreck a because the warn is only there so that you don't go in with too high hopes. Otherwise it's a, it's a recommend it's a solid B. My what did you think mm-hmm. of the way it, pro- uh, it portrayed
1: anxiety and panic attacks and dissociation and stuff like
0: that? Well, I don't get visions like he does, so it was like I don't know if that was the movie representing visions or the movie's way of showing you what he was remembering, which maybe I think the case. so. Yeah, like just the the trauma and stuff. It like felt that, at yeah. times like he. I mean, there is at least one time where he blacks out after he like stops the fight, at the cafeteria. And so I don't know if the movie was saying he was having these visions while he was blacked out. Um, I liked the way that reveal happened slowly over time where you can tell something's wrong, but you don't quite know what, um, and the least likely actress to ever
1: play that sort of role, like Melanie yeah. Linsky yeah, it's, it's yeah. the last person you would suspect of doing anything bad, you know.
0: So I think it's pretty well rated. um Let me let me just double check. I think I looked it up. Yeah, it's like an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes, eight eight out of ten on IMDb. I'm i'm a little bit of an outlier i suppose and maybe i just uh i built it up too much in my mind before i finally watched it but i felt i felt like it was a good average coming of age kind of a dealy. but you. it wasn't like no, no, no. God, i this- um,
2: i really like i really like this movie i think eight might be too high on the imdb um uh it feels like I remember watching it that, you know, if I were to assign an IMDb rating, I would have put it at 7.3, somewhere around there. It's, it's, it's really good. I don't know. 8.0 is where you're starting to get into like, this is a classic. This is one of our all time, most beloved movies. And I don't think I'm not there with that movie yet. I haven't, I've only seen it the one time though. So I haven't seen it since it came out.
0: Hmm. I do love it.
1: I think Hermione did great.
0: Uh, I think I'm going to hurt you even more when we get to the next round. I think,
1: yeah. I think you're right, <laughs> because I see what you wrote. <laughs>
2: um, I'm going to wreck a warn, uh, a movie called Perfect Sense. Um, hmm. I watched this movie because uh, in the continuing... Uh, thing where i watch uh two movies and and a uh, bunch of me and a bunch of friends want you know talk about it afterwards it was my turn to to pick and i usually pick movies i've never seen before and uh i wanted to i, <laughs> I wanted to sort of revolve around the apocalypse so <laughs> nice uh so perfect sense uh is directed by david mckenzie of hell or high water fame nice. um uh it is about uh, uh it's about a world that has a sort of a sudden affliction where a whole rush of memories go through their head and it's really bothersome and then they lose their sense of smell. Uh-huh. Um and so
3: uh
2: Ewan McGregor is a chef, um, and uh yeah, Ava Green is a scientist who lives mm in an apartment that's close by to the restaurant or else, you know, they wouldn't be able to, to fuck later. Yeah. nice. Um, ah, that's, that's, some that's good right.
1: Fucking right there.
2: Yeah. He, uh, he goes out for a smoke and he's, he starts doing his Ewan McGregor, you know, Ewan McGregor shit. And she's like not having <laughs> it, but she kind of wants to have it. Yeah. yeah. So um, he's
0: doing his
2: Ewan shit. That's right. Um, uh, so like, uh, that there's a point where he uh, you know I think I'm trying to remember what happens because cause this is a progressing sort of disease that happens around the world it's not just that it's then it's taste that hap- that, that goes away the next the next thing that happens mm. I think it's in between here but like uh, right after that he he finally gets to know where there's like uh, people are stopping people stop going to restaurants because obviously they can't smell the food anymore and a lot of the things that they're doing, they're they're like adding more salt, adding more sugar, adding all these different things, so that people will have somewhat close to the to the experience they've had in eating. But people start slowly drifting away from the restaurant. People start slowly drifting away from doing any anything out out in public. And uh, he comes out and he starts talking to her, and he goes, "You know, we got plenty of food here. If you want to, if I, I can get you something to eat, if you want." So she comes down and, and goes into the restaurant, empty kitchen. He makes her this great food. Of course, that's where they, they start this relationship. Eventually, they start bumping uglies. Um, Ugly and, bumping. Um, that's right. Uh, but then, yeah, then there's a progression of, you know, they can't they can't taste. And there's always some sort of violent thing that happens to them before they lose their sense. And, the, and with the taste, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, they... Uh, start they start eating anything that's in their path basically you see people like eating flowers and eating lipstick and you know mm. they eating food too but it's it's just you know there's this uncontrollable hunger and then they lose their taste uh the movie goes like this throughout all the way you know to the end and you don't know if you're really i don't know if i was really uh invested in this relationship between you mcgregor and ava green to Beautiful people, no doubt about it, but there was, there's just nothing to it that makes me go, oh man, I hope they're able to stay together through all this, all this stuff and all the stuff, there seems to be no real stakes to it. Like, yeah, people are losing their senses and that's bad, but what happens because of that? There's not really any, there's not any like, hey, if this happens, then this is going to happen. It's just sort of a thing that people are dealing with all the way through. I don't know if the movie is really like trying to say, Oh, this is a romance between these two people that, that will last forever. And you will be upset to see them not see this romance through. And it's not really like that, uh, at all. It's like, you know, it's like, eh, they're kind of good together. I don't, you know, it's not, it's not the love of all time or anything. It's not, you know, it's not uh, Jack and Rose or anything. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but, uh, so yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a decent movie i mean, it's not bad it's just that there's just not anything to it that go it's a it's an it's an interesting concept and especially uh you know uh having dealt with the pandemic for the past year, it has a lot of things that hit close to home in it um so uh you know there there are some interesting aspects to it It feels like an unfinished movie or something that we're if they had more time more resources they could have made something really good so it's a wreck of warren uh but uh it's it's you know if if you if you got an hour and a half or so to kill just yeah it's it's all right go ahead and watch it when did this come out uh, 2011
1: i don't i don't think i had ever heard of this movie is anybody else not like of, of note
2: in there i had um there's some people that you've seen before steven delane do you are you familiar with him sounds familiar He's in it. Uh, Um, who else is in it? Is there anybody I can't
0: think? Is that the guy from Game of Thrones? Yes,
3: played Um, Stannis.
2: He played Stannis. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me look look this up real quick and see if there's uh, some other people you might uh, be familiar with. Um, Connie Nielsen, but she's not in it very much. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, uh, Uh, does Ava
1: Green? uh, Hmm?
2: Many times. Yeah,
1: all right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're if you're into nudity, there's nudity in it. A lot of nudity in it. So right. Kevin Costner? I did sure not pick this movie for that, though. Unlike what I did with what was that movie? It was uh, the endings and beginnings that Jeremy
3: was. <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, Jesus Christ
1: yeah oh man. nice uh okay so i went back and revisited uh, a movie that i only half watched uh, back in the day a 2012 movie called this is 40 this is uh, one of the more recent judd apatow written and directed uh movies Uh, i think the last one he just directed King of Staten Island. I don't think he uh wrote it, right?
2: Mm, I think he did. He, I think he was at least a co-writer on that. Let me
1: Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you this right off the jump. Yeah. He did he wrote it. With it Pete
2: Dav- he wrote it with Pete Davidson and uh, David Cyrus.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh i will tell you right off the bat if you are not a fan of the meandering uh, multiple plot lines and Judd Apatow movies, especially the more recent ones like funny people and even King of Staten Island, which I love. Um, this movie might not be for you, but it's a full throated recommend from me, uh, because mm. it's funny and it's so realistic. These people are arguably the two worst people on the planet, Paul Rudd's character and <laughs> Leslie Mann's character. Uh, <laughs> But their, it's it's their relationship is authentic. It's funny. It's cringy sometimes, but it's just so fucking adorable to me. I don't know. This movie hits me like in a core level. Uh, it's a you could say it's a dramedy, but it's a lot funnier than a typical dramedy. Leslie mm. Mann. I have watched many many Leslie Mann movies. I have never seen her be as good as she is in this movie. She is her acting. Oh, I like Spider
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: her acting is unbelievable. Albert Brooks is in this and he's hilarious. Jason Segel's hilarious. Paul Rudd is doing his Paul Rudd thing, uh, and he's adorable. Uh, but yeah, and and really, you could say that the the kids, Leslie Mann's real life kids, Maud and Iris Apatow, uh, are. Almost steal this movie, especially Maude Apatow. She has, I think- she's going through like the teenage hormones and everything. She has a scene in the closet where she just freaks the fuck out, and it's
0: hilarious. I and think part awesome. of that authenticity that you see there is because we're talking about the director's actual wife and kids, yeah. and so I'm sure a lot of these stories are <clears throat> fictionalized altered versions of real things that they've encountered. I only saw this movie once. Um, and it is a a weird indirect sequel to knocked up because they're playing Mm -hmm. the same characters they played in that movie. Um, I did not connect as much as you did. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I see, I can see what you see there. um, And if anything, I, I thought Paul Rudd was the weaker part of the movie for me, and his, his storyline and the record label flying the dude in for the whatever, and I yeah. could give a rat's ass.
2: There's there, I I have seen this movie only once. I saw it when it came out. I intensely disliked this movie when it came out. Um, uh, and and, and Maude Apatow has has turned into a really good actor since mm-hmm. this but i i thought she was a very weak portion of this movie um huh. the uh the it's one of those things where i think because she is uh judd apatow's daughter there's a lot of indulgence being allowed into in these scenes that she's in and there's a lot of it makes her character extremely unlikable if i remember Hmm. um now i I could be just you know seeing this with 2021 eyes all the way back who knows if i watched now if it it would uh, make me react the same way and then there's that God awful Melissa McCarthy thing at the very end in the credits where she, I mean, again, they add this thing where it's like, uh, just roll with it. Just, uh, you know, just improvise. And it's like a series of like, fuck this and fuck that. And fuck you. And fuck this and fuck and fuck and fucking fucking fuck. And 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 you're like, God damn it. Is ever, is the word fuck that funny? It can be, but not to that degree. Um, anyway, I just remember not liking it very much. I could be, uh, could watch it again and be like, Oh, you know what? Now that I am in my forties, this is delightful. I think that's Uh, what
1: happened to me because I, I didn't dislike it. In fact, I I thought that Melissa McCarthy thing was, was hilarious, but, uh, no, of course when I I came, (laughs) of course. Uh, but yeah, no, I I didn't connect to it the first time I watched it either. And then I just, I, I, I was in the mood for that kind of comedy. And I put it on and, man, I was I was just like, it, it probably is that I'm, I'm more in that age group. Now, I know a lot of younger youths uh, that really like this movie, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it took a while for me to connect to it. I think Megan Fox is really good in this movie. <laughs> she's yeah. not asked to do a whole lot. Uh, but that whole scene where she's like, you know, I'm an escort. She's drunk and everything. She's like, I'm an escort. I only do it like eight to ten times a year you know, max of 20.
2: <laughs> it's funny. um I was, I wonder about her appearance in this movie because there's the, uh, I think it's in funny people where the, they're trying to come up with a website, a good website name or something. And they're mm. like, why don't you just call it Megan Fox blows somebody. <laughs> and, 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 and uh, I wondered if, if they, there was maybe a rift, behind the scenes after that that line and he reached out to her and said, I'm I'm so sorry, you know, could you be in my next movie somehow? You know, I don't I'm wondering if I'm wondering if there was those I, I was wondering if there was something to that after that. Which is um, funny because
1: Charlene Yeast character, uh who's who's her coworker in the thing, she she talks to Leslie man, she's like everything that comes out of her li her, her mouth is lies. Everything that goes into our mouth is dick.
3: Mm.
0: Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's fun. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to warn a movie that I'm guessing Barrett loves, <clears throat> and so does the rest of the world. So fuck me. Um, it's called While We're Young, and it's from Noah Bombach. Um, Barrett's uh, good buddy, friend of the That's show. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, who has made good movies that I have enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And where this movie falls apart for me is that it's really trying to be two movies. And that ultimately really bugged me. And so I'm warning it. I'm warning it. And I'm going to spoil it mostly, even though this is not the kind of movie you can spoil. Yeah. This is Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts as a, Middling getting older couple in New York, bored and drifting apart, and he's a documentary filmmaker, just like his uh father-in-law, Charles Groden. Charles Groden is a famous documentary filmmaker. Ben Mm -hmm. Stiller has been working on his documentary for ten years, editing footage for ten years, keep keeping hopes out for a grant that never is going to come. And they meet Adam Driver and Amanda Seifert. Have you seen this, Chris? I have not. Um, and these two uh free, counterculture, bohemian, talk about whatever they want. Um <clears throat> and the way they meet them is that Adam Driver is a wannabe filmmaker who's a fan of Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller's father-in-law, and so One of the movies this movie's trying to be is sort of that, how do we rediscover what we love about each other without selling out what we know to be sensible to live like 20-somethings again? They start hanging out with this younger couple, doing shit they would never do, going on bike rides and walking through unused subway tunnels and just generally doing that midlife crisis romantic comedy shit. Uh, and if the movie had just kind of bit about that, I would have dug it. But the second half of the movie focuses mostly on this film Adam Driver is making um, that is getting attention and buzz that Ben Stiller is jealous of, but he's participated in. And then um, <clears throat> Ben Stiller gets jealous of this young filmmaker and then finds out that a lot of the film, the documentary is staged and goes to confront him and Charles Grodin and everybody about it, and no one cares. (laughs) Everyone says, who cares that he manipulated you? Who cares that he knew this guy already and claimed he hadn't seen him in 15 years? Who cares if he articulated and manipulated the entire film? It's entertaining. It's a good film. And that's what wins. And now it feels like a movie that's trying to say something about art and documentaries and when it's true. And I feel like it's almost an anti-Michael Moore kind of a statement. But then we're flung back into this relationship (laughs) with Naomi Watts and Ben Stiller. And they go to Haiti and adopt a kid. And (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And it's two movies in one. It, and it doesn't
1: just smash cut to Haiti. <laughs> <And there's nothing laughs>
0: if they would picked it. a lane, I think I could have enjoyed and would be recommending or wreck a warning this movie, but it's both of those alternately and I am left going, what are you trying to say, man? Like, I understand what?
1: that. I I literally recommended this movie uh before on this segment.
0: Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. But I have uh, a bad
1: memory. I see what you're saying. Uh I just think that uh, they use that. I think they use one to tell the other story. Like that's his intro into this world. And then he realizes how artificial it is, uh, even though it's supposedly authentic. Like they play board games instead of the the apps that Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts play. Like they're supposed to be the more authentic thing. And I think flipping that makes a movie work for me.
0: What did you think of Adam Driver's performance on this? I thought he was great, but I feel like, he does he's doing the character he did in girls i feel like he has this one mode that is i'm just gonna be weird i'm just gonna have weird facial tics weird deliveries and it's just gonna be weird now when i see him in something like black klansman or even the star wars movies i i know the guy's got range Mm -hmm. but here it just felt like weird but maybe that was the point maybe that was the direction uh because he he is ultimately an an artificial yeah, yeah. person, right? But uh I thought he was good. Um I thought uh Ben Stiller was good. I just yeah. I just felt like one of those stories was too big and could have been smaller and used to serve the other. But um I understand that. Yeah, one. that's a warn for me. I felt like <laughs> my time could have been better. <laughs> what then they adopt that kid in Haiti and <laughs> then they adopt that kid in Haiti that's not a joke by the way no, no, one of the last scenes of the movie is them adopting a child in haiti yes you, you would,
2: yeah you would think that the uh the ethics of making a, a documentary film uh where everything is staged would 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 be good fodder for the entire movie it's not really a Noah bombbach movie and I'm wondering if Noah Bombach. Was like this isn't really me. Let's take a turn and just say nobody cares because that's the way life is, mm. and 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 that's how he went about it. Like it sounded like he had a really good, maybe he had a really good, you know, uh, sort of. Uh, thing. They've been talking about, you know, uh, manipulated documentary footage since so of the North. That's right. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of uh, techniques where it's like, well this happened, but not at the time that I was shooting and, or, you know, or it's something similar or it's something that will add to the story and, and make you like this person or, you know, something like that. And, um, and uh, I, I think there, there is a, there's got, I mean, there's probably are movies made about this, uh, about documentaries, manipulating things and stuff, but uh, I would love to see that. I would love to see that movie.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a, it, it, they'll give you like a little, Glimpse into what's going on. Like, uh, he's talking to Ben Stiller's character at like, a restaurant, and Ben Stiller's looking at and discovers this dude's past for the first time. And he's like, Oh, hang on, do that again so I can get it on camera. And he's like, Hmm? And he's like, No, just say the same line. He and goes so he's along not really him. manipulating anything. He's just doing what he did before, but he's acting the part now. I think yep. it's fascinating. I, I, totally get where you come from jeremy but i i love this
2: movie um i'm going to and this was the second part of this uh picking two movies i'm going to recommend take shelter
1: Um, Uh, i've heard of this
2: yeah jeff nichols who did a movie called mud i think he wrote and directed that
0: oh yes Uh, uh,
2: yep he also did loving if you ever saw that um
0: Oh, with, uh, Joel Edgerton. Yes. I did see that. I liked it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, uh, I, I think mud is right up your, both of you guys' alleys. Uh, yeah. mud I've is really it. good. Uh, and, uh, and take shelter definitely up both of your alleys as well. Um, Michael Shannon is a sort is a construction guy. I think he does road work or something like that. Uh, and he starts having these visions, uh, uh, at the, at the beginning of the movie, he, he, when it starts raining, he, he sees the water droplets coming down in his hand and they look dirty. It looks like just like dirty water is coming down. Hmm. Uh, as he progresses into this movie, he, every time this happens, every time he sees something like water coming down, that's dirty, or he'll see birds flying in a weird pattern or something like that. Uh, he gets into a situation that seems very, very real, but isn't. Um, and he, it's like either he, uh, either he blacks out or he's in, like, there's one moment where he's in his car with his daughter and it starts storming and, uh, and the car stops. Uh, and, and there's people who just start smashing into his car and grabbing him and his daughter and everything. And then, you know, the next thing you'll see is him, what well, he's uh, waking up from something uh in his bed or whatever. So he just keeps having these horrible visions. Now, I don't know if these are, uh, anxiety things, but I think he is trying, I think he gets diagnosed for maybe paranoid schizophrenia in this movie. Uh, his Mm -hmm. mom, his mom apparently has it. Um, but he is convinced that there's this big storm coming. Uh, he, he believes that there is like, he's seeing signs out in nature that tell him there's a big, huge storm coming and he better do something about it. So he's got this storm shelter on his property. That's got, you know, it's a, it's actually a fairly decent size. I don't think he even actually needs to really do anything with it, but he's got it in his mind. He's got to expand it and make it something very fortified. And he starts like taking company equipment back to his house and start digging holes and stuff like that. And starts, you know, putting a big, huge, like, uh, you know, uh, shipping container type of thing in, in there and everything. He keeps doing this. He's obviously doing all of these things at much, uh, Uh, stress on his family jessica chastain plays his wife and is obviously awesome as always in this um uh, shea wiggum plays his best friend uh who also works with him but he also is asking him to do things that he shouldn't be doing because you know taking company equipment to do this kind of thing it's a big no-no um but he's convinced that this is going to happen. And um, I won't take you much farther than that because a lot of this movie is about whether or not you think what he's seeing is real or not. Hmm. And if I got further along, then you might have this, you know, idea of what, you know, what's going on. But, um, uh, you know, Michael Shannon, this is one of my favorite performances of his I've ever seen.
1: Wow, that's saying something.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean you think about your average Michael Shannon performance, I mean he's obviously good, but he also has a mode that he can get into where it's like, ah, this is gonna be my typical, you know I'm going to say things through my lips roll. You know, he's just he's just he's, he's, just, he's, just, he's just, he's just, he's just, he's just, has a mode that he gets into. This one is, uh, this one is a, is an actual just well-rounded performance. And Jessica Chastain, man, how can, how can you not love her? I mean, she's so good and everything. She plays a wife that is extremely patient. Um, and it's, this relationship is always like you, you know, within one really bad thing of just being falling apart, um, and just, uh, watching, watching, uh, her and her character and everything. Um, this is really good. Uh, I think this is really good stuff about, you know, this is, uh, this is a really good mental health movie, I think. Um, mm-hmm. because it's, uh, it's, it's one of those where, this is a guy who's so frustrating, man. He knows he's got some issue, but he doesn't want to do the things that he needs to do to get it to work. There's a point where his medical doctor tells him there's a, there's a guy in Columbus. I know, I know it's a little bit of a drive, but uh, he can help you out and he finds excuses not to go to that guy. Hmm. Um, and, and he starts seeing like, uh, you know, counselors, these, you know, sort of these free counselor people, and, and, uh, and he starts to develop a rapport with one of them. And then, of course, you've got government, uh, uh, issues with stuff like free counselors and stuff like that that happen in this movie. If you've seen, you know, if you've ever seen a movie where somebody's talking to a, a free counselor that's, you know, whatever. So basically usually... the
1: good version of Joker.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh this movie has an ending that is you know is going to make you discuss it you're going to discuss it for a while um so um i think this is a movie that i had heard of it i knew when it came out even i let it slip by i am so glad that i saw it now it's a full recommend
0: when did that Hmm. i think i've seen it What? when did that came out out
2: 2011
0: Okay. I think I've seen it on the TV guide as I flipped by and just assumed it was some sort of like rock and roll documentary. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: Rolling stones.
2: <laughs> Instead <laughs> of <laughs> I mean,
0: give me shelter, it's tank right. shelter. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. Yep. I thought I just assumed my brain just went, yeah, you don't care about that.
2: Keep No, if you, <laughs> the next time you see this uh, rolling around a TV guide, go ahead and watch it. Um, uh, I think this is, this is one of, this is one of those rare movies where I can say both of you can, this is both of your, uh, uh, guys taste because, um, nice. it's just really, really, really good. And, um, uh, I can't really say much bad about it. There's not much bad to say. So there's no bad. That's right. No <laughs> bad. Nice. No tone. Uh,
1: no tone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right, I'm going to go back to 2012 again. Both of Chris's were 2011s, right? hmm And these are both 2012s. And I, I watched this movie uh, when it came out, ironically, on video uh, with my wife and enjoyed it but didn't remember anything about it. And it's VHS. It a VHS oh. uh, separated by uh, slashes. Mm. It's a horror anthology uh, movie almost all found footage um and it's you could derisively classify it as mumble gore right uh because it's got Mm. uh, adam wengar directed one segment uh joe swanberg uh directed one segment uh ty west (laughs) ty west directed one uh, and then uh, Simon Barrett wrote uh, a, a couple of these uh, segments.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we're inter- going to interview that guy. That's right. We're gonna interview Simon Barrett. Yeah. And so
1: I was interested in going back to it and I was like, yeah, if the first one kind of is, is less than I remembered it. Uh, I'll just kind of, you know, go on my merry way. It's fun. This movie is so much fun. It It goes in. All kinds of different ways. There's always a surprise in all of these things. Um some of them, you know, don't don't uh hold up over nine years, uh, but most of them do. Um it's creepy at times, it's hilarious at times. And again, you know, I'm a guy that loves the quote mumble core stuff. I love the Duplass brothers, I love uh Wingard, I love Joe Swanberg, um, they just seem—it's—it's it's another thing where I think it's—it's it's very authentic. It's how people talk. It's how people interact, especially you know, um, white people in their twenties. Uh, you said
2: Swanberg directed one in this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool.
1: And actually, stars in one of them, mm-hmm. uh, which is—have you
2: seen this, Chris? I've never seen it, but I'm gonna probably see it.
1: Oh uh, man, see. this is oh now sometimes. I can't I can't bring myself to really care about found footage like how it works and you know how it would be possible that the camera would stay on during all this stuff. If you're if you're into found footage you just kind of have to roll with it sometimes. Um and and I kind of am. And this movie is fun to watch. It's not groundbreaking. It's not going to speak to you on a spiritual level, but it's fun to watch, uh, especially if you're into uh not comedy horror but there are some elements of comedy in here so vhs jeremy have you ever seen this no no what are your thoughts on the whole uh you're invited or the invitation you're next and and the the mumble gore type of thing you know what i'm talking about
0: i'm not sure i've seen any of those movies
1: have you seen any of the duplass swanberg um mumble core stuff Give me some titles. I would say safety, not guaranteed is one of them. Um, Saw that easy. Is Although the, that's the probably show.
2: their more most, one of their most accessible. That's uh, is that Duplass who did that mm-hmm. one or is no, it was, uh, it was Colin Trevorrow director directed it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, Duplass was and, but, the... yeah, Duplass was, yeah. Um, yeah, they haven't, I don't know if they've ever done one. That's like a super accessible type movie. A lot of Anna Kendrick in there, by the way. If you're ever if you oh, are yeah. interested in watching uh, one of their movies, they did a what is the Christmas movie called? It's uh...
1: oh the one that just came out what last year? No, just no, well. came
2: out a few years ago. It was like it's it has Melanie Lensky in it as well. I don't think
0: you I've know. seen much of it. Then let's just say that I don't think I've seen much of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny, haha. There's actually quite a few that happy, are on Happy uh, Christmas. Happy Christmas. Uh, there's actually quite a few that are on movie right now. Um, but anyway, I, I'd be interested for you to kind of get into some of these and let me know your thoughts on it because I feel like you would enjoy it, but also maybe I've just got a weird mindset that I can, I connect to almost every Noah Baumbach movie. Um, almost every fucking weird guy, the Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, movie. So. <laughs> I can
2: almost <laughs> guarantee you, Jeremy would hate with the passion of a fire of 10,000 fiery sons these joe swanberg movies oh yeah uh, yeah i can almost guarantee you that uh but and you never know you're right i mean he should maybe see one and then report <clears throat> back but I, I have a feeling that yes he would watch this and go what the fuck is this this is bullshit.
1: <laughs> chris i cannot <laughs> recommend easy that show on netflix to you anymore i think yeah. you absolutely adore that show
2: uh yeah i mean you know Once I'm done with Columbo, I may (laughs) want
1: (laughs) to. They're basically the same show.
2: To recap, Barrett recommended this is forty. Uh I haven't seen it since 2012. I disliked it, but he recommends it. Uh and uh recommends VHS, the uh anthology found footage uh film that came out in also 2012, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um uh Jeremy uh Recca warned perks of being a wallflower uh oh. and uh, and despite, <laughs> uh d- despite Barrett's protestations it's much more of a recommend uh and he warned the Noah bombuck while we're young. It's kinda of like, like it's kinda like Jeremy just came on to troll Barrett today. <laughs> <laughs> Remember
3: that shit that you like?
2: <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you. I want to give you reviews that you don't like, bitch. Um reckon warned Perfect Sense came out in two thousand eleven starring Ava Green and Ewan McGregor, uh, directed by David McKenzie uh and uh recommended take shelter um a really good movie um uh, that I should have seen a lot sooner than I did but I'm glad I've seen it now david mckenzie uh, directed hell or high water david mckenzie directed hell or high water yes and uh was oh, what was the, it, taylor sheridan that wrote it taylor sheridan wrote it oh, yeah. that's right
1: i always get that confused cuz it it seems like it's more of a taylor sheridan movie mm-hmm. uh but he direct, didn't he do the Jeremy Renner, uh Cold Mountain, Cold Wind feet. River. Wind River. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cold Mountain. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh do we want to do one question at least, and then let Jeremy yeah. go on his merry way? Question question. I got something to say. I
3: want the truth.
1: I am listening. Ever since I watched the movie Vivarium, I have had a thirst for more movies like it. A uh, quick sidebar here, we actually watched Vivarium. It is Vivarium. It's not Vivarium, right?
2: We asked the director, and he said, call it whatever the fuck you want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we uh, we watched this as a screener, one of our first mm-hmm. ones. Lorcan Finnegan yep. uh, is the director, and we talked to him from Ireland uh, back in the day. Uh, so we we actually... I liked it a lot. Anyway, uh, I can't stop watching that scene where he lifts up the road and crawls through it. That is a good scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies that have just a completely ludicrous concept but make it work. He wants us to give him some suggestions, good or bad, uh, for him to satisfy his hunger. He has already watched the Cube series. Now, that's an interesting call. Uh, I, I would say <laughs> Cube would be up there, too. I have actually yeah. seen Q <clears throat> 2, I think, too, and found it
2: oh, enjoyable. I've only seen the first one.
0: Yeah. I feel like when this person says, um, when this person says ludicrous concept that makes it work, what they're really saying is trippy as balls movies, right? (laughs) Like, because they're specifically talking about that one. Well, first of all, the whole of a was trippy as balls, but uh, the specific section that was mentioned is trippy as balls. And so my brain can't go any other place other than movies that fucking trip me out like so i thought of the cell that famous vince vaughn j-lo I'll joint. like me some
1: cell yeah
0: Tarzan sing and i think if you're on the right drugs that movie would be incredible um but if you were on no drugs like i was when i saw it that movie is just fucking weird man <laughs> um same with Naked Lunch, which is, you know, the butt of many jokes of, you know, that movie's weird, but if you're into the guy crawling into the pavement, you'd probably be into Naked Lunch, I would guess. <laughs> um <clears throat> that movie, so, wasn't that and Bart that went to see that uh on their day off? With uh with the with the bully and uh the nerd, yeah, they just yeah. bring break.
2: I can think of two things <laughs> wrong with that title.
3: <laughs>
2: um uh So yeah, I mean, it was it was actually difficult for me to come up with a movie that had a concept that you know, like Vivarium. The concept is two people going to look at a house, get left by their real estate agent or whatever, and then they try to get out of the neighborhood and they find out that they're in a never-ending, uh, like hellish neighborhood landscape that they can't get out of, um, and they start you know living in the house and and then a baby shows up on the oh torso. the creepiest baby ever yeah. Yeah,
3: oh my god kid. i hate him yeah.
2: oh he's got a deep voice and it's all fucked up oh it's fucking weird man um but yeah i i sort of i sort of my my head sort of veered into the just the weird and Eraserhead head was the first movie that popped oh, in my head. Uh-huh. and if you want to talk about you know freaky things about children and shit like that Eraserhead head has got that uh in it as well this is david lynch's day de- like feature debut uh it came out in 1977 uh it is freaky as fuck and you know will constantly be making you going what the fuck what the fuck of course a lot of things that uh, david lynch does is like that like mm. just you know watch anything blue velvet watch wild at heart what, what, what wild at heart is actually his most normal movie probably maybe. so lost <laughs> highways up
1: there uh, that's why uh, but, it's so weird that he did straight story
2: <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah yeah if you like vivarium i would say go and find david lynch and and um find david lynch movies and then you know jeremy brought up naked lunch david cronenberg is a second is a close second uh watch videodrome there's a movie that really follows along with a concept that you know works despite its weirdness and you're gonna get uh grossed out during it but you're gonna be like you know this is a fuck this is if you like vivarium i think you would definitely love videodrome uh, for sure uh you know you get to see james woods when he's halfway normal uh yeah you know, <laughs> you know. uh and uh, I, I like videodrome a lot so i think i think you'd like that so there you go
1: good one uh a few recent fairly recent examples i'd say which i've talked about before is inherent vice uh mm-hmm. directed by paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, based on the uh uh pension uh novel i love it i love it it doesn't make sense but i love it and josh brolin eats a bunch of weed
3: mm-hmm, uh, he
1: does. in a similar vein under the silver lake uh is very mm. very weird did
2: you ever see that chris i didn't
1: yeah. the,
2: the, the only reason i haven't is isn't it like two and a half hours or it something is. Yeah I, yeah I every time i'm like i'm gonna watch that shit real quick and then it's like oh two and a half hours
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah it is disqualifying mm-hmm. sometimes but i think it's it's fantastic and a, a movie that i don't know if we've ever talked about on this 1990 movie starring tim robbins jacob's ladder
3: yeah that movie oh. will trip
1: you the fuck out but it's Isn't awesome that like-
2: isn't that about like Agent Orange or something like that, or what is what is the the
1: there's a there's a a question of whether it is about the uh, MK Ultra stuff uh, or if it's if it's just something in his head uh, from trauma and PTSD uh, mm-hmm, from coming mm-hmm. back from Vietnam uh man that is a good movie you guys have both seen that right mm-hmm.
2: long time ago yeah yeah long and it's long time got ago.
1: one of the creepiest visions or, or images ever put on screen it's that guy that constantly shakes his head back and forth so it's a blur
3: mm-hmm. oh, it's fucked up.
1: uh and the last <laughs> one that i talked about before wicker man the original wicker man not the nick cage version uh, yeah although you although so might satisfying.
2: like the, the nick cage version you might like that you never right. know Um, (laughs) If you have
1: morbid curiosity.
2: Okay. That's going to do it for this week. (laughs) Keep going to Sincast presented by CinemaSense on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSense Twitter, uh, Music VideoSense Twitter. Uh, We're on uh, SoundCloud and Discord. And If you want to get on Discord, go to Facebook and private message me, and I'll give you a link. That's going to do it for this week. It's Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott, and Barrett Sherr. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit, and be sure to visit (sighs) CinemaSins.com. There was a really good joke about the pool sex scene
2: yeah well, I, I think jeremy was, wrote something i think jeremy wrote something about this is some this is sex that you have when you've never had sex before
3: <laughs> that type of thing
1: it'd be funny if somebody was whacking off to us
2: there probably is somebody uh yeah, rule f- 30 f- 45 6 mm, yeah it's that rule it's The that rule uh, sure. the uh, i mean they may not be whacking off to us but they may be whacking off near us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they're listening, they're listening to this, but they're they've they are they have they have got the porn on. And they're yeah. like I'm like I I'll, I can do I can multitask and do two we things are, at once. Like we are George adjacent the to the wacky. in
0: the, in the radio.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it moved.
1: And what's funny is the the tag at that end the end of that uh sequence where he brings the radio in, and he's eating the pastrami or whatever, and she's like Takes the thing off. She's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Pleasuring you." <laughs> he says it
0: with, but his mouth is full of sandwich, so he's like, "Pleasuring you."
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. She's
0: yeah. got those weird two voices.
1: She's got the hur, 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 and then she's got the weird little little girl voice.
3: And it's you know who else
0: had uh, two voices? I don't have a punchline. damn it! Um, it was something there. It fleeted and flitted, and then mm-hmm. it's gone. It's I the Gatorade.
3: Gatorade's yeah. getting to you.
0: You ever yeah. write? You ever write a sin where you're like, "That's exactly what my now there's something here. I know what it is." And then you think on it for way too long because you know there's a joke there, but you waste time because you can't. You don't come up with it.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You go down you go downstairs, eat lunch, watch a bunch of YouTube videos, come back up, think about it for another twenty minutes, and then you're like <laughs> I guess there's just nothing here.